For those in the moderate tissue irritability, it's usually let's back you off a little bit. Meaning if you're doing a 10 mile long run, then you know what? This Saturday, this Sunday, you're going to run six miles. And those weekday runs that you've been doing four milers, I just want you to back it off a little bit to three milers. Oh, and you've been doing tempo runs and maybe some interval sessions on the track. We're not going to do that this week. But next week, we're going to start to add some of that back in. So again, that's the reasoning process that your doctor should be having with you, that your physical therapist should be having with you. And those are the conversations that really matter in getting you back to your ultimate goal, which is to run. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, good evening, everyone. It is Monday, which means it's Monday night, Spark Live, and we are live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group doing a live podcast interview within the Healthy Runner Podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in today. And for those of you who are wondering what we're going to be talking about tonight, we're going to be talking about three reasons to not stop running when you have an injury. So if you're thinking to yourself, what? I thought I was supposed to rest my running injury. So have you been injured and thought to yourself, I should just stop running? Or as an injured runner, you must have been told to rest in order to get rid of your pain. So there are many well-meaning doctors out there who are just trying to get you out of pain and allow your tissues to heal. However, this could be a recipe for preventing you from getting back to the sport you love. So in this episode, I'm going to be breaking down three reasons you should not stop running when you have an injury. And I brought a friend with me today. I'm not sure why I have the foot model with me today, but for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you're going to want to check the replay of this video on our Spark Your Training YouTube channel because perhaps I might be using my foot and ankle guy here or even the knee if we need to talk about knee pain. So I also want this episode, guys, to be a little live Q&A of any any running question you have for me, whether it is an injury question, whether or not it is a running health question, whether or not it is a run coach question. I haven't done a live like this in a while where it is somewhat open-ended. I I am going to share with you my three reasons to not stop running, but my main goal of tonight was to honestly have our live Facebook community members who jump on here every week on the live um, that I am so grateful for to really be able to interact with you and answer any questions that you have um, with regard to your training, with regard to any aches and pains that you may be feeling. So just think of this uh, session, this episode, 
as kind of a little live Q&A with the doc uh, running coach here. Um, I want to be able to help you guys and answer any questions that you have. And guys, can I just say, as you guys are coming on here on the live, can I just say how grateful I am for you? So I'm not sure if you guys realize this, but I, last week within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, we actually hit the 1K mark and we have over a thousand members now within our Facebook community. And for the past three months, we've had over 4,000 people downloading the podcast each month, downloading the Healthy Runner podcast episodes. So for those of you in our Facebook community, I am just like, so grateful for you because this is where it all started. So for those that listen on the podcast and didn't realize, we started this on Facebook first. I just started this randomly going live about a year and a half ago on my personal page first and really just wanted to share information that I was talking to many runners about and I wanted to share it with more runners out there. So I started going live within my personal page. If you ever look back at some of those, those were rough. Those were rough in the beginning. And then we started the Facebook community because I wanted to be able to categorize them and go back and be able to tag people and be able to give you resources that we've done in the past. So I have done that and we started the Facebook group. We kept it local. So for those who have been here from the beginning, do you guys remember when it was Healthy Runner CT? Guys, I'm just so grateful to have you listening to this podcast. Hopefully you have enjoyed a lot of the guests that we've had these past three months. So we've, we've been doing duos, right? We've been doing a lot of guest interviews. I've been bringing on a lot of experts within the uh, running community on to help us as healthy runners be able to continue to train without our aches and pains um, so we can continue doing what we love. And hopefully that's been helpful for you. And if you have any experts within the field or you are an expert within your own field and you would like to come on for an interview within our Healthy Runner Facebook community and on the Healthy Runner podcast, please send me a message, send me an email, Dwayne at sparkyourtraining.com and we can get you on the show because I love sharing more information with our community. So thank you so much for being in this community and thank you so much for listening on the podcast. So as we're going today, guys, those who are here on the live and I see Lou's here on the live. What's up, Lou? How are you? Um, Lou and I had a great uh, little run this past Saturday. We did our first in-person race. Uh, this was for the Hartford half to kind of spark that off. And it was like first run um, or the first step, they called it. And it was 2.62 miles. So we went out there for a hard effort and it was nice to get a hard effort session for a live uh, event this past weekend. And it was nice to kind of challenge ourselves in that fashion. So thanks for joining, Lou. And guys, the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because the conversations that I've had with many runners these past weeks. So I've had a bunch of people that I've been jumping on calls with. And if you are a runner out there and you've been listening to the podcast and you do have questions and you're just wondering, you know, would Dwayne be able to help me out with my running injury, with my running pain, with my training plan, right, from a coaching standpoint, then let's jump on a call first and foremost. Send me a message. I respond to you. So send me a message within Facebook. Send me a message. Email it wherever, Instagram, like I 
shoot me a DM. I respond to all messages. So shoot me a message and let's jump on a call. But I've had a lot of calls this past week and I, I've been having many conversations with runners who are telling me the same story. So I'm thinking there are many of you who are listening to this episode right now who may be feeling this. It goes something like this. Tell me if you've ever been there before that you started feeling pain on the bottom of your foot, like the bottom of your heel right here for those watching the video. And you started feeling it after your long run and it kills you when you take that first step in the morning and it's just been getting worse. Or you're someone who started feeling tightness in the back of your thigh, in your hamstring area during your long runs and it's just been getting worse and now it starts to hurt kind of where it attaches to the bone when you're sitting and now you're sitting during work all day doing Zoom meetings and you can't even concentrate because you're feeling so much pain on the bottom of your, the top of your thigh area. Or the other story I hear a lot is you've been ramping up your running and you're, you're getting that mileage in, which is awesome, but you're noticing when you're running downhill now, you're getting this sharp stabbing pain on the outside of your knee. And then usually the story goes like this. I took two weeks off from running because I, I realized that I actually had a problem and then I tried to run again. So I went out there, tried to do you know an easy three-miler and... I only could run a mile because the pain just came back and then I decided I needed to go see a doctor. So then you go to the doctor and the doctor says, no more monkeys jumping on it. No, he didn't say that. The doctor says that you have plantar fasciitis or you have hamstring tendinopathy or you have IT band syndrome. And then he says that you need to stop running in order for this problem to get better. And then he inserts the treatment there that it includes something to the effect of you need to stop running, rest it. You can put some ice on it. You can take some NSAIDs. So take some Motrin, take some ibuprofen, uh, take some Aleve. Maybe gives you a script for physical therapy. Says you need to go to physical therapy three times a week for six to eight weeks. Maybe he recommends you go get an orthotic fitting. Or maybe he even recommends an MRI for you. He or she recommends an MRI for you. Right? So this is usually the common story that I'm hearing. And then you get frustrated because you're either not getting better or you have gotten better, but now you haven't been able to run again. And you're looking at how do you get back to being a runner? And you're questioning, can you even be a runner? You're questioning, do I even have what it takes? Maybe I'm just fooling myself that I'm really not a true runner. Guys, I've been there before. So this is something that I've been hearing a lot and I want to clear some misconceptions that are out there. And this is a really good segue, honestly, to our last episode with Dr. Segler. Like, wasn't that episode awesome, by the way? Dr. Segler's the man, first off. If you're not listening to the Doc on the Run podcast, you have to check out his podcast. He shares some awesome content. And as I mentioned on the episode last week, he's been an inspiration for me. So I think I'm going to take this uh, ankle foot model off my head now. Um, it's giving me a little neck pain there. So we don't want to create a non-running related injury like neck pain. So we're going to get into my three reasons to not stop running. Before I do this, I know there are some new listeners who are probably listening to this podcast, maybe some new group members within our Facebook community that put us over the 1K mark. So I'm going to get started with a little dynamic warm-up in case 
you don't know who I am. I'm Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a physical therapist and educator. I'm a researcher. I'm a running coach. And I'm the creator of Spark Physical Therapy right here, right? We help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can continue doing the thing you love, which is running, even if you don't consider yourself a runner, right? So there's so many of us um, who are in this category and we just want to be healthy. We just want to keep running and we want to be able to do it. I just had a runner in here a couple hours ago and I asked her, I said, well, what are your running goals? So she came to me with pain, right? And she had stubborn knee pain. It was actually runner's knee, right? And I asked her what her goals were, what were her running goals? So We've got her pain levels down just after two sessions, by the way, and she's able to get back to running. So we got her on a good running plan, structured that out for her. And I said to her today, because her pain's virtually gone, I said, well, what are your running goals now? What would you like to do? She said, I just want to be able to run for mental sanity. And I just want to be able to clear my head. And I just want to be able to run and just be a little fit, be a little more tone you know, be a little more trimmer. So she's just running for general fitness, right? So whether you're running for fitness, running for mental clarity, running for a performance goal, like you're like Lou and you're trying to like eventually get, become a Boston qualifier, right? So if you have a performance goal that you're running for, we all have it for our different reasons and aches and pains and injuries can stop you in your tracks. And if you've been told to stop running and you're not able to do those things, then I'm here to tell you that your recovery back to being able to do those things if you stop running is actually going to be longer. So it's actually not going to get you back running faster. So that might be new information for you. That might be counterintuitive to what you may think because we all think, I feel pain, I'm running, and I feel pain, I need to stop. And if I stop, it will go away. Now, as far as getting into three reasons you should not stop running when you have an injury, the first reason is going to be you're going to lose your running fitness. So think about when you started running or when you started your last training program. So if that that may have been for some of you, might have been a couple months ago in the beginning of COVID, you started running. That might have been 10 years ago, nine years ago for me, right? When I just started running and think about your fitness level, you may have taken off two months of running during COVID when everything shut down and then you got back into it over the summer and you realized that it was really hard to get back into it and you were actually surprised you weren't able to run as far and you weren't able to run as fast as you did before COVID happened, right? So that's what we're talking about your running fitness. So it is ama- it amazes me, honestly, every single time I take a a week off of either strength training out of the gym or a week off of running. It's kind of rare I take a week off, but even four days off of running and sometimes how much you just feel like your body, your body can lose your fitness so quickly, right? Has anyone ever done a taper and you felt like maybe that taper was a little long (laughs) because you felt like you actually lost some fitness in it? Um, Our bodies take a long time to adapt and to actually improve and become more fit, but they can actually lose that fitness with like, boom, like a snap of the finger, you lose your fitness so quickly. 
And this is what happens to many runners who just shut it down. And they stop running completely when they're feeling that heel pain, when they're feeling that outside of the knee pain or that front of the kneecap pain, right? So those are the, the things that happen when you stop running. We lose that cardiovascular fitness. So remember, running is a endurance type sport, right? So you actually have to build some running fitness up and your muscles have to get more efficient at basically allowing you to run. So that's going to be one reason you should not stop running when you have an injury. Reason number two is you are going to get weaker. Your muscles are going to atrophy. So the longer you don't run, the more your muscles atrophy away, they get weaker, they start to shut off. And then when you go back, if you haven't rehabbed it correctly, the injury meaning, and addressed all the surrounding structures, then those muscles are going to be so much weaker than when you stopped running. Has anyone had an injury where they were laid up? Maybe they stopped running. They stopped working out. They just did the old rest for two, three, four weeks. Um, and they just noticed how much weaker they got. So I certainly noticed that when I had my hip arthroscopy for my labral tear. I talked about that in my intro episode and my story and how I became a runner to begin with after my hip scope. But I was fascinated at how much my glutes really like didn't turn on and they just like atrophied away within a couple of days and I couldn't activate them. And then they were so much weaker and that weakness and even around the hip muscles, the weakness I had from being non-weight bearing on crutches for, for four weeks, because I actually had a microfracture procedure, but the weakness I had in that, in my hip was amazing. And it took over a year to actually get back to really where it was almost like a year and a half to tell you the truth, to get that strength back. So have you guys had that injury? If you have, let me know in the comment box on what muscle you noticed. So it could be a calf muscle. If you were in a uh, walking boot for a while, so you were in one of those post-op walking boots, maybe you had a stress fracture and they put you in a boot and then you noticed your calf muscle got extremely weak and it was like half the size of your other leg. It could be your quad muscle. If you had a knee surgery, maybe you had a knee scope, you had a meniscal tear and your quad muscle just like shut down and it atrophied away. These muscles, they go away really, really quick. So if you can maintain your running fitness and be able to run without shutting it down completely, then you're going to preserve those muscles. And this is why most injuries, you can actually find ways to actually work the surrounding muscles, even if you can't strengthen or work the muscle that actually has the injury. So that's where going to a running specialist comes in really handy because we can design a program for you if you have that Achilles tendonitis and the Achilles can't contract, we can actually work on strengthening your hamstring muscles, your glutes, your hip stabilizers that were maybe weak points in your running while the Achilles is healing. So I just had a adolescent runner in here. So we're starting to get a lot of the cross country folks. Uh, for those that don't know, I also help a lot of adolescent athletes and cross country season is starting now within the state of Connecticut here. So we have a lot of runners that are starting to run and maybe 
really weren't building up that strong base like many adolescent uh, kids uh, don't do. And so we're starting to see some acute kind of Achilles tendonitis issues. So you can't really strengthen the Achilles tendon in the acute phase, but what you can do is strengthen all those surrounding muscles. So I took a video of her running and we looked at her gait pattern and we actually analyzed it and really broke down a lot of deviations and contributing factors to why the Achilles really said enough is enough. You're giving me too much load, too much running too soon. And I have this weakness in my hip muscles. So I designed a program for her to really work on those hip muscles in order while we're addressing the Achilles tendon so the hip muscles can actually get stronger. So now when we really start to ramp back up the running, those hip muscles are stronger and it's going to really prevent the Achilles from flaring up again. So that's the key is really to prevent those muscles from getting weaker. All right. The third reason, guys, third reason you should not stop running when you have an injury. You're going to get stiffer. So you are not going to be putting your joints, your muscles, your tendons in positions that it's used when you load the body when you run. So those things are going to get stiffer. And the most common stiffness that I can say is probably ankle calf stiffness. That's a contributing factor to either plantar fasciitis or Achilles tendon pain. And if you have stiff ankles, that's going to be a contributor to those as well as runner's knee. So if you're not running and you're not moving that ankle through those ranges and you're not stretching and you're not working on your mobility, then that ankle is going to get stiff. Your hips can also get stiff as well. Stiffness in the hips, tight hip flexors, especially we're sitting all day, right? So those can get stiffer. And a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm not running, I'm probably not doing a lot of stretching. I don't know how many people think about stretching just for stretching. Like for me, it's one of those things I'm going to do my dynamic stretching before my runs. And by the way, guys, oh man, I, I can't wait to actually release this to you guys. Um, but I am going to be putting together my, my best dynamic stretch routine that I use with my runners that I've used for years. And I've been kind of tweaking it over the years, kind of perfecting it. And I'm really working on perfecting this video for you because I want the quality to be really good. And if you haven't noticed, I've been really uploading a lot of videos to my YouTube channel. So the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, we've been uploading a lot. We're busy. We're busy doing a lot of work, really uploading videos for you, all free videos to help you stay healthy as a runner. And if you didn't know, they are all categorized to specific body parts. If you want hip exercises, just go to the hip exercise playlist, knee exercises, ankle, core, so on and so forth. But I've been busy doing that. I have a project um, coming out for you guys. So stay tuned. More information to come. Little teaser. But going back to dynamic warm-up. But I don't know about you guys. If I'm not running, I'm not really stretching. So most people who shut down running and they have an injury, they think, hey, I'm just going to sit here and I'm injured. So I'm not going to do anything because doctor said don't do anything. So I'm not going to do anything and my injury is going to heal. The problem is, is you're not setting your body up for the best environment when you are quote unquote cleared to run. And that's my other pet peeve is usually it's based strictly on time frame. 
where you have Achilles pain, you have plantar fasciitis, you have runner's knee, IT band syndrome. Don't run for two weeks. Don't run for four weeks. Don't run for six weeks. And that's what it is. It's not based upon your running fitness level. It's not based upon your running goals. It's not based upon your current fitness level or a lot of times even the irritability of your injury. So when I see an injured runner, I really classify them in like three different irritability stages, all right? It's really kind of low tissue irritability, moderate or high, right? So depending upon where you are in that process and in that stage of healing, the treatment is going to be very, very different for you. If you're in the low tissue irritability stage, most of my runners I see, we can actually keep you doing the same exact running plan you're doing right now. For those in the moderate tissue irritability, it's usually let's back you off a little bit. Meaning if you're doing a 10 mile long run, then you know what? This Saturday, this Sunday, you're going to run six miles. And those weekday runs that you've been doing four milers, I just want you to back it off a little bit to three milers. Oh, and you've been doing tempo runs and maybe some interval sessions on the track. We're not going to do that this week, but next week we're going to start to add some of that back in. So again, that's the reasoning process that your doctor should be having with you, that your physical therapist should be having with you. And those are the conversations that really matter in getting you back to your ultimate goal, which is to run, right? So if you have an injury, you have an injury, you have pain. But that's not it. And this is what Dr. Segler talked about last week, guys. He said, he, he told us, right, you as a runner are different. That you are different than the average Joe who is just sitting all day, who is on Zoom meetings all day, and then Netflixing, right, and watching some football, right, watching some Monday Night Football instead of watching Monday Night Spark Live in the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So those of you who are watching within our Healthy Runner Facebook group, first off, Kudos to you, right? Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching me over Monday Night Football and apparently Dancing with the Stars that my family is like all into now. And tonight it's like the Disney edition. So we're huge Disney fans. So I know, I know the fam is watching that right now and I'm here with you because you guys are my people and I'm dedicated. I'm showing up here every Monday night, 8 p.m. within our Healthy Runner Facebook group. So I'm sorry, guys, but I'm kind of going on a rant here. But if you can't tell, I'm passionate about this. And this is information that I hear, like I said, over and over again on calls that I have with runners. And if you are in that high tissue irritability stage, then yes, we may need to possibly shut you down from running. But it's not weeks. It's like days until I can see you again and reevaluate where we are in our plan and if you made progress. And then, and then... I'm really ramping in, if anything, some walk-run intervals. So it's never a total shutdown. And this is the philosophy that I have been utilizing with all of my runners for many years, and it has worked. There's only a couple of few, few rare situations that you need to shut down for weeks. Stress fracture is definitely one of them, right? And fractures. So bone stuff is definitely one, and there are a couple other rare ones. But the common injuries that most of you are suffering from now. So we got into, <laughs> we got into our three reasons you should not stop running when you have an injury. 
So I talked about, number one, you're going to lose your running fitness. Number two, you're going to get weaker. Your muscles are going to atrophy away. Number three, you're going to get stiffer. All of these things are actually going to slow you back from getting back to running and slow you in your recovery process. All right. So as I am wrapping up my own solo episode here on the Healthy Runner podcast, my final stretch, because we talked about stretching today. And remember, guys, stretching at the end, you're doing a final stretch. So whether it's a final stretch in a race, like I'm going to be trying to turn on, turn it on in that last, I don't know, last 400 of my 5K this weekend. I'm going to really be turning it on for that final stretch and giving an all-out effort. Um, or I might be doing my static stretching when I get home after I do a little foam rolling action, right? I'm going to be doing some static stretching. So that's where we are. We're, we're coming to the end of the episode here, guys. For those of you here on the live, if you have any questions, drop them now. It's your last chance to get them answered here on the podcast episode regarding any running injuries or any coaching tips that you would like, uh, any burning questions you've liked answered. Um, let me know. All right. So my misconception about treating runners who are injured is going to be not stop running, that you can modify your running and just don't stop running for weeks at a time. All right. That's going to be the misconception that is out there still, unfortunately, within our medical profession. And I I just want to say, I don't blame medical professionals at all. I don't, I don't blame them whatsoever, but if you are not a runner yourself and, or you have not had specialized training in sports medicine and, or orthopedics, and you don't work with a lot of athletes and a lot of runners like I do, then you don't actually gain that experience and actually get to trial, right? What we call, what we do is clinical practice, right? We're practicing, Right. So you can read all the books you want, but if you never practice it and actually implement it and actually see the results you get and change, modify. Right. So that's what we do as clinicians. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to be getting that advice from the medical practitioner you're seeing as a runner. So my advice to you is definitely seek out an expert that specializes in running injuries and they've seen a lot of runners. They are a runner themselves. They're an athlete themselves. They, they have helped a lot of runners before. So it does make a difference. And I hope this episode, you've seen some of those things that clinicians like myself will point out that like Dr. Segler, will look at from a little bit of a different lens. And that lens is really coming from the runner lens, right? So that's where I... That's why I have started this podcast, this Facebook group, and why it took me 17 years of my career as an orthopedic sports physical therapist to really find my home, my niche with my runners and found out who my peeps are, right? Who I help, who I serve. And that is you because I've been there before. I've went through the trials and tribulations that you have. I started out as an adult onset runner at age 31, I've had the hamstring pain. I've had the IT band pain. I've had the achy knees. I've had plantar fasciitis, right? So I've had these things before and I know the struggles that you're going through and I can relate and I know your main goal is to be able to run. 
because of all the reasons we talked about before, whether it's the mental relief from your stressful job or the fact that your kids are still doing some homeschooling, right? I just had a runner that was talking on the West Coast. They're still full day homeschool or you're doing hybrid and your kids are still home three days and you're trying to help them on their uh, Google Chromebooks and you're still trying to get work done, right? Or you're just trying to like the runner I uh, talked to before who I had in my clinic who just wanted to really run for kind of to get a little slimmer, right? For more fitness based, right? Or if you're like Lou, my boy Lou here, and you're really trying to, you know, set a PR, right? So we're all running for these different reasons. And my goal and other healthcare practitioners like myself, our goal is to get you there. That's our main goal. It's not to treat your plantar fasciitis, treat your runner's knee and get you out of pain. That's what I used to do in the beginning of my career. And I just kind of provided sick care and really got patients better. And that was great. I love working with them. But now it's really taking it to that next level and, and really getting you to be able to run. So let me just check in real quick before I hop off. This was a quick episode, guys. I wanted to keep it a little shorter this time around. So Brian says, Brian, thanks for the support. He said, when runners have an injury, they should see you like I do. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, Justin says, foam rollers are amazing. Yeah, Justin, foam rollers can definitely be very beneficial. Thanks, first off, for jumping on here on the live. And I really like to use foam rollers for either pre-run. So I get that question a lot as well. When should you foam roll? Um, I like to do it pre-run to really stimulate that nervous system to kind of, and you feel looser, your body feels looser. And what you're doing is you're stimulating your nervous system. So it's kind of dampening some of those stiffness and tightness that we feel in our muscles. After my long runs, I really love foam rolling as well, because sometimes those muscles are super, super tight and fatigued from the long run that they're really a little resistant to static stretching right away. So I like to foam roll first and then do some gentle static stretching. But yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Justin. And for those of you who are are listening to this or watching this and you want my top five foam roller exercises for runners, this is kind of a custom program that I've been working on for years that incorporates active motion as you foam roll that really gets some great results. Just type in foam roller exercises into the comment box and I will tag that for you so you have it. Um, and Liz says, are you ready for the YMCA race? Yes, Liz. I, I think I am. I think I am. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. So we're going to see if I can, my goal is to try to get as close to, uh, what I did last year. So we'll see. So hopefully I will see you there. Um, Lou says, uh, good question. Uh, Justin says, uh, I never used a foam roller until I started listening to your podcast. Oh, awesome. Justin. Cool, man. That's great. And for those of you who want more information on deep dive into foam rolling, check out episode, it should be five. And I talked about soft tissue care for runners, kind of the fourth tip, fourth principle in five tips for healthy running or the spark blueprint. So check out that episode to learn even more about foam rolling and what it does. I did a little bit deeper dive there. Um, Brian will be at the race. Oh, yeah, that's right, Brian. I can't wait to see you. That's awesome. And, yeah, Melanie, I will definitely get those foam roller exercises to you. Um, Guys, thank you so much for joining tonight on the Facebook Live. This was fun having a little bit non-scripted episode. Hopefully this information was helpful. I kind of just got on my little soapbox um, and just kind of talked off the cuff here. And it's something that I've been hearing a lot 
from runners. So if this was helpful, let me know. Just type in helpful into the comment box. If you want more episodes like this, me just kind of going on some solo rants, uh, just type in solo into the comment box and I'll make sure I schedule these in. So I do have some guests coming on the next couple of weeks that I have scheduled, but I will make sure to schedule some of these solo episodes in there if they are helpful for you. Um, you guys are awesome. Like I said, I love it. 1,000 community members strong in our Facebook group, um, over 4,000 downloads per month on the podcast. I just can't believe that, honestly. And if you are a runner who's not even listening in Connecticut, not even listening in the United States, you're listening around the world, I think that is super cool that you are listening to anything I have to say, first and foremost. But hopefully we're able to help you stay healthy just doing the thing you love, which is running. So those who checked out the replay on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, shout out to you as well. And everyone who listened on the podcast, if you found this helpful and you know a runner friend who's just been told to stop running, copy the link of this episode and uh, send it to them. And for those that don't know, you could just ask your Alexa at home to play the latest episode of the Healthy Runner podcast and she will play it for you because now we are available on Amazon Music. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Remember, every Monday night, 8 p.m., we go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. So hopefully I'll see you there. Get your questions answered on the live. Keep us in mind in your schedule. Thank you again. Stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Bye, guys. Hey, wait a minute. Just to let you guys know, much of what you heard on this episode is delivered live within our Healthy Runner free Facebook group. So head over to there to request to join our community in which you will have access to the video version of this episode and so many bonus features, including blog article references and YouTube video links, as well as me answering your specific running related questions. Also, we are closing in on 50 reviews on iTunes, which I am super pumped about given we're only six months into this podcast journey together. So to help me get there, the first thing you need to do is you have to subscribe to the sucker whether it is Apple iTunes that you're listening to this or whatever platform you are on. The next thing is make sure you leave a review. I love to hear what you have to say and I read all of them and it means a lot to me. The last thing guys is take a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and put it on your stories on Instagram and tag me. That's at spark your training. If you do this, I will repost it. So you'll get a bump. I'll get a bump. And most importantly, we will share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them be healthy and stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. Let's try and get to 50 reviews on the podcast. Thanks for listening.